apologise, I'm sitting on a stool. It's not my normal style, but I am, I'm just still recovering from being quite unwell for the last uh, couple of weeks. So bear with me. Uh, we're going to be fine. We're going to be okay, and we're going to have a really, really good time this morning. I want to welcome, uh, again, all our guests who are here this morning for the first time. If you're visiting with us, we're just so honoured to have you with us. We pray you have a, an amazing, amazing time. The, I don't know if you know this, but um, 2020 is a leap year. It's a leap year, yeah. So we get we get one extra day this year, and uh, so it, we're we're doing this series leap, and it's kind of connected to with our twenty one days of prayer as well. The whole idea is to encourage you and challenge you, challenge all of us to take a leap this year, take another leap with God. Maybe it's a leap of action, maybe it's a leap of faith, maybe it's a leap in a specific area of your life. And we want to challenge you to to not settle for the mundane, to not settle for the ordinary, to not just keep going around the same thing that you've been going on for however long you've been going on it, but to take a leap uh, with God. Maybe uh, a bit like Peter getting out of the boat. Maybe like Peter could have stayed in the boat. He could have hung out in the boat. The boat was safe. The boat was nice. He could have just kept on walking around the boat. But there's a point where the call of Jesus came and he had to decide to step into a much bigger and much better future. And so he leapt on out of that boat. So Elam Botany, 2020, it's time to take a leap. Amen. And uh, so... I've titled this message, Let's Talk About Us, because uh, I want to start this series by talking about taking a leap in our relationships. And I want to say this, this message can potentially feel a little bit like good advice, but I want it to be a bit more than good advice. I want this to be godly wisdom for your life. Uh, This isn't just a self-help seminar. This is you connecting with the the heart of God for your life and going forward into it. So I wanna dive straight in and look at some areas that we might need to take a leap in the area of our relationships. Is that okay this morning? Listen, this is my first Sunday back preaching for 2020. I'm gonna need some love, all right? I'm still recovering from, yeah, there we go. I knew, I knew you still liked me. The first leap I want to talk about is this one, the leap of I'm sorry. The leap of I'm sorry. I've learned that those two, those two words, I'm sorry, are so powerful. I learned early on in my marriage that those words are really important. Even when I don't know what I'm sorry for, those words are really important. In fact, one time, Be- uh, Bex, my wife, this is a number of years ago, had a dream about me that I was hanging out with another girl. She had a dream about that. And uh, in the morning, how many know I was in big trouble? <laughs> like it, it didn't matter that it was imaginary, Steve. It didn't matter that it was imaginary somebody else. I had to say sorry for in her dream, <laughs> hanging out with another girl. I was in trouble, man. I'm sorry. If you want to, like maybe more of a biblical kind of reference word for this, it would be the leap of reconciliation. Reconciliation. See, there, is, there are a few things more uh, heartbreaking and burdensome and heavy on your shoulders of your life, like dysfunction and breakdown in relationships. Like not, there's few things that weigh heavier than that on your heart and on your mind and on your life. Uh, and, and add to that, there are a few things more destructive to your body, mind, soul than things that go along with relationship breakdown like um, unforgiveness and bitterness 
and all the resentment and stuff that goes along with relationship breakdown, whether that's in a marriage context, whether that's uh, in your family life among siblings or loved ones, whether that's in your co-workers and colleagues or whether it's uh, with your friends, if there is some kind of dysfunction or breakdown, it can be so heavy and so weighty and it can be such a, 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 a heartbreaking and horrible thing to have to live with and, and deal with. And the Bible actually has a whole lot to say about this kind of issue. We find it in Matthew 5, verse 23 to 24. It says this, Jesus says, Therefore, if any of you are offering a gift at the altar and there remember that your brother or sister has something against you, Leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to them and then come and offer your gift. Jesus is like, when you're coming to offer a gift at the altar, it's like coming to worship. It's like coming to connect with God and, and, and build relationship with God. So Jesus is saying, if you've got an issue, a, a dynamic that's broken between you and somebody else and you know that that's there, you should leave worship and go and deal with that and then come back to worship. What we do is that we stay in worship, we leave the thing, and then and we leave the thing, we go to worship, and then we go back to the brokenness. Jesus is like, hey, leave worship, go deal with the brokenness, and then come back, and you're in a much better place. And it reflects the heart of God for people to be reconciled to each other. In fact, in the original Hebrew, the word for table in the original Hebrew is the exact same word, letter for letter, for the word reconciliation. Exact same there. So, so, uh, so when, when David writes in the Psalms, he prepares a table for me in the presence of my enemies. That's not a, hey, stuff you to my enemies because I'm eating a nice feast. That's actually God preparing a place for reconciliation. It's amazing. Colossians 3.13, bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. Matthew 18.21 to 22, then Peter came to Jesus and said, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Like I'm gonna be generous here. Jesus says, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. Other translations say 70 times seven. He's like, there's an exponential amount where this whole idea of forgiveness and reconciliation and restoring these kinds of relationship breakdowns are really, really important. And I know right now in a room like this, you're thinking as I'm speaking and maybe the Holy Spirit's even highlighting to you, relationships and people in your world where maybe there's a sense of dysfunction. Maybe something has gone on and something is broken down. Maybe that, uh, no matter where that is, whether it's in your marriage or family or whatever, all of us are partakers of and bystanders in and victims of relationship uh, breakdown. So I wanna say maybe this year, maybe today, maybe this week is the week to take a leap in that relationship problem. Maybe this is the year to take a leap to bring some sense of healing and restoration. Listen, it's not saying that if you take a leap and, and have a go, that everything is gonna go back to normal. If that happens, amazing. It could go better than what it, what it used to be. But that's not always the case. It's always saying that it's gonna be better and it's gonna be amazing and that relationship's gonna be fixed. And it's not even saying that you should allow that person that keeps hurting you back into your world all the time. But what it is saying is we can, as the family of God, take a leap and follow His lead to go and bring some kind of healing both to us and to the people around us and work to live a life of reconciliation. I know that is not easy. It requires a leap. It requires a leap to go, I'm gonna put myself out there and try and just do something to try and bring healing to this thing. And I know it takes a leap because I know from experience. 
See, me, I, like many of you, um, come from a mildly dysfunctional family. Uh, oh, sorry, I didn't realise you, your families were all perfect. I didn't realise that. The 8.30 service, they're messed up. You guys are okay. Uh, so a number of years ago, uh, we had a dysfunction go on in our family. So one of my, my siblings, a close, close family member, hurt happened, offence happened, something went down, and they distanced themselves from our family, from the majority of our family. So for um, many years now, nearly 10 years now, that family member has not spoken to or had con- a connection or relationship with most of my family. So can you imagine that, that first Christmas, they're not there, and then birthdays, you don't see them. So this sibling of mine didn't talk to me um, for around eight years, seven or eight years. And that's difficult, right? And, and I don't understand the, all the nuances of what happened and what the offence was. All I know, there was hurt and there was just dysfunction and divide that kind of took place. And for most of that time, we were living in Whangarei, but five years ago, we moved back here to Auckland. And, um, and I, I realised when we moved back, man, I'm moving back into an area that they live and work. And so we now live and work in the same area, me and this sibling that have not talked for seven years. And we really tried. We tried to bridge the gap. We tried to build a relationship, just got shut down. And I thought to myself, there's only a matter of time before I'm walking through countdown. <laughs> and that sibling that hasn't spoken to me for seven years walks up to me and is like, that's going to be awkward. I'm like, I don't want that. I want to, I'm, the heart of God is that we're reconciled. So I thought, I mean, I just went, I did some Facebook stalking and found out where, where, where they worked because they'd moved jobs and I didn't know. And so I did some Facebook and I found out where they worked. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to take a leap. I'm just going to show up at their work. And so I did. So, and it was a leap, man, because it, it really required for me to put myself out there. So I got in the car and I drove down there and I just walked on up. It, it was appropriate for me to show up at their work. It wasn't like they were a teacher in the middle of a class. And I'm like, hey, you know, walking in. It, it was appropriate for me to do so. So I just walked on in. I put a big smile on my face. I saw them there. I walked up. I gave them a massive hug and just said, man, I miss you. And we just caught up for about an hour and it was awesome. It was an amazing, amazing time of just healing and reconciliation. Are we all good now? No. Is it all better now? No. Is it all completely fixed? No. But there has been a level of reconciliation and healing that has happened, which is the heart of God for us. And I know it's not easy for you, but some of you today, today's the day to take the leap and make that phone call. Today's the day to go home and write that letter. Today's the day to go pay a visit and knock on the door and bring the heart of God to that relationship and bring some sense of healing and restoration. That, that, that parent you haven't spoken to for so long, because yeah, they did hurt you, but the heart of God is to forgive and to try and bring some healing. I wanna challenge you, Elam Botney, take a leap today in the area of reconciliation. I'm sorry are two very, very powerful, powerful words. The second leap I wanna speak to today is the leap of I do. I do. That's right, people, I wanna talk about marriage today. One of the um, the scariest leaps uh, for me uh, in our, Bex and my relationship was taking the leap of asking Bex to marry me. Now, even scarier than that, was the leap of asking her dad permission to marry her. And honestly, I'm telling you, I was absolutely petrified. Like we had a good relationship and John, my father-in-law, we have a great relationship and we always have. um, uh, and, And so I was like, 
But I was so petrified. I was so nervous to go and see him and ask him for his daughter's hand in marriage. So I, I built up the courage to, to go over to the house and go see him. And so I went over to the house and Bex was there, but I knew she was going out. She had something on at church and I knew she was going out for one hour. That's, that was my window. That was my time frame, my window. And John was there. My father-in-law, he was watching TV and it wasn't uncommon for me and him just to watch TV together and hang out when Bex wasn't there because we get on really, really well. So uh, I was there, Bex was there. She was like, I'm going out, I'll be an hour. See you later, she leaves. I'm like, this is my window of opportunity. I've got one hour to ask the question. 58 minutes, <laughs> no lie, 58 minutes sitting watching TV. I don't even know what we were watching. I have no memory of it because internally, this is what's happening. Ask him, ask him, ask him now, ask him now. Do it, do it, do it. Three, two, one, now. Three, two, one, now. Do it, do it now, do it now. Fifth, it was honestly the most nerve-wracking thing in my life. I was so petrified. And, and 59 minutes, she's coming home in one minute's time. I finally just get to the point where it's now or never. And so I just blurt out, hey, John, would it be okay if I asked your daughter to marry me? And he was like, what? Wow, what? Like, because we'd said nothing for 59 minutes. And, and he, oh, um, he goes, oh, yeah, I guess that'll be all right. And I was like, awesome. And that was, that was the conversation. And I'm pretty sure I got up and went home. And uh, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was amazing. But it, it took a leap, you know, it took that leap to, to go and ask that question. And some of you here, you've taken that leap. You've said, I do, you've, you've, you've got married. And I wanna to speak to the married people just for a moment. I'm not trying to exclude anybody, but I wanna to speak to the married people. Uh, and, and maybe today you said I do, and it was amazing. But if you're honest right now, you maybe have gone on a journey where you've gone from good to okay, to ordinary, to maybe even not so good right now. Maybe you've gone from loving and growing to existing and now maybe barely existing in your married relationship. Maybe you've drifted. If you're honest with yourself right now, at the start of this year, maybe you've drifted, maybe you've got busy, maybe you've had kids and all kinds of other priorities are taking your attention. And so this, this married relationship, which is so important, is now suffering or it's now weak or it's now uh, got a whole lot of problems and things uh, going on on the inside. I've learned that in order to grow and be healthy and strong in my marriage, it takes a number of leaps, not just steps, because there's the leap of the honest conversation. It's the conversation that doesn't just happen in normal life. It's the conversation that requires you to get some courage and go, let's talk about us in an honest way. Let's talk about us in a real way. Like, how are we really doing? How are you really feeling? Where, where, where are the hurts and the things that are going on? There's the leap of, hey, can, can, I, can we get some help? That's a big leap because like in a church, we're supposed to have it all together and we're supposed to be awesome. And everyone's like, how are you doing, brother? Like, doing great, brother. The Lord is good. <laughs> how are you? I'm awesome. I'm great. How are you doing? Yeah, like, so we have this automatic response when the reality is we might be in church like, we love each other. And then at home, you're like killing each other. You know, it's like you get to church, you're like, we're so in love. In the car park, I'm telling you, in the car park of church, you had, you were, yeah, listen, listen I'm telling like I know you're all real saved, but it happens. Listen, there's the leap of, of actually doing something that's gonna make it better. Rather than just going around the boat, 
it's that leap of getting out of the boat and going, let's start dating again. Let's start doing something. Let's do a course or let's do something that's actually going to help us along the way. And as a church, we really believe in, in creating and fostering and having a culture of strong, healthy, vibrant, growing, godly marriages. We really do. We believe in it. We believe it with all our heart. We believe it's the heart of God that your marriage is not just okay, but awesome. And we believe God wants you to thrive in that. So we have a whole bunch of resources that are actually available to you to be a part of it. We've got Prepare and Enrich courses for those who want to get married or those who want to strengthen their marriage. We've got a marriage course coming up in, in March that you can get, a, get on board and become a part of. It's called Making Marriage Better. Like you can make your marriage even better than what it is. There's a whole bunch of, re- there's counselling. We've got like, you know, basically like rescue crews. If you're like on the edge of this is it, like we've got people that can help you along the journey. In fact, I want to say right now, if you're here in the room and you're like, man, we We maybe need to take a little leap in this area of our marriage. There is an email coming up on the screen. It's called marriage at elamchristiancenter.org.nz. And if you want to reach out and say, what's available to us or what can we do or we want to get on that course or whatever, you can just email that and our team will get in touch with you and let you know everything that we have available to you um, to help you on your journey. We have people who are trained facilitators to take you through an enrichment course to make your marriage better or to prepare, prepare you for marriage. Honestly, we believe in it and it's there for you. You just got to take a leap. You just got to take a leap in this area. Um, and, and I want to speak to another group of people just really quickly on this whole idea and area of marriage. And that's the people in this room who um, you're living together, but you're not married. And I know in a room full of this many people from all kinds of backgrounds and stories and everything, there's probably a whole bunch of people in this room who you're living together. Maybe you've even got kids together. Maybe you've been together for many, many years. Maybe you've been together and even in church for so long that everyone just assumes you're married, but you're actually not married. And I wanna speak to you real quickly uh, because I wanna actually challenge you to take a leap and get married. There's good but then there's God. Don't settle for good when there's God. And if you wanna have the hand of God blessing you and upon your life, I'm telling you, this is an amazing leap that you can take. Yes, do all the groundwork. Yes, get pre-marriage. Yes, get counsel and wise and godly advice. And again, we can help you with that. But I wanna say to you, if you're living together, if you're in a relationship, maybe you've even got kids, I want to say to you, as a pastor of this church, take the leap and go for God. Go for the best that God has for your life. Take a leap and go and get married. Listen, and some of you like, this. listen, there's no, I'm not judging you if that's your story because I know there's so many different backgrounds and stories and people who are coming to this church. Some of you, you've just come to faith and that's your story. You've been together for years and years and years. You never got married. But this is maybe God sowing a seed to get this, the wheels turning. Some of you have many different reasons why you don't get married. There's the cost thing. There's all manner of different, there's, there's like past hurt or breakdown or whatever that, that you've experienced. Journey through that stuff. And here's the cool thing. Don't worry about the cost because we do some amazing, real cheap weddings. Like amazing. You, you'd be amazed. You'd be amazed at the amount of weddings that have happened in my office. So many. Like you'd be amazed the amount of weddings that happened in the foyer uh, we, we even did a wedding in church one Sunday. During the 11.30 service, we married a couple of people in the middle of our service. We took five minutes. They said, I do. Before God, it was an amazing moment. Listen, we can do it. We can, like, we, we can help you along the way. Don't worry about the costing. Here's a cool story. Um, it doesn't matter how long this has been for you. On Friday, Valentine's Day just been, 
uh, one of our team did a wedding for a couple who were in their 80s and had been together for over 40 years, but had decided it's right to get married. How cool is that? That's so good. Guess what, ladies? It's a leap year. Do you know what that means? There is a day this year where you can get down on that knee and ask that boy to marry you. You go for it, man. You got our backing. Tell him, Pastor Steve said I could do this. Okay. Maybe the band can join me. That'd be amazing. All right. The leap of I do. The last leap I want to talk to is this, the leap of I can't. The leap of I'm sorry, the leap of I do, and the leap of I can't. A number of years ago, I um, discovered that um, dairy foods, like dairy, like cheese and milk and ice cream and that, all the beautiful things in this world, were, were not good for me. Uh, I had like some food intolerances and so actually having dairy in my diet was making me sick. So having, consuming dairy and having dairy in my life was not good for me, it was making me sick. And so I had to remove dairy from my life, from my diet, and in order to get healthy, and it helped me so much to, to actually get much more healthy than I'd ever been. I wanna say this, there are some people in your life that are making you sick. There are some relationships in your life that are making you sick. There are certain people, and they may have been around you for a very long time, who are dragging you down, who are discouraging you, who bring out the worst in you, who lead you in places that you don't wanna go. They don't stir you in your faith. They don't lead you towards God. In fact, they probably lead you the other way. They're people that maybe even cause severe amounts of anxiety in your life. There are people that just drain every part of who you are and having them around in your life actually makes you sick. At a, at a spirit, soul, mind, emotion level. It's like they make you sick. There's some people you're following on Instagram that are making you sick. And it's a peripheral relationship, but you're not hashtag living your best life. Because every time you see their post, you're like, I hate that person. It's a really cool thing you can do. It's called unfollow. Don't see them anymore. 1 Corinthians 15.33 says this, don't be misled, bad company corrupts good character. You're like, hey, I wanna go after God, I wanna grow, I wanna mature, I wanna flourish. And then the, the problem is you get around these toxic people and then you don't flourish. And, and your character starts to corrupt and you're like, I wanna live for God, I wanna serve Him, I wanna go after Him. But every person you're hanging around with or this person you're hanging out with is just dragging you further and further away from that. And I, I wanna encourage you to maybe take a leap of saying, I can't have that relationship anymore. It's a, I, listen, and I know it's a big leap. I'm not saying your only friends should be Christians. Jesus hung out with tax collectors and sinners. Have friends in this world, go for it, absolutely. But you know there's people, and some of them are even church people for you that are actually toxic in your life. And I wanna encourage you that maybe 2020, maybe today is the time you take a leap to make some boundaries. It's maybe the time you take a leap to put some things in place, to create some distance, or maybe even say, I can't have that relationship in my life anymore. If I see the future that God has for me, if God's put new life in me, if I have a vision to grow and flourish in what God's got for my life, I can't do that if this relationship is still sticking to me. 
And so it is a leap because you're gonna hurt somebody. It's gonna break their heart. It's gonna mean a difference, but it's, it requires a leap to say, I can't have that relationship with you. Here, here's the other thing though. Start saying I can't to some relationships and start saying I can and yes to some other ones. Perhaps it's time for you to start saying no to that toxic relationship and start saying yes to a group of people that are gonna love you. It's called a small group and there's hundreds of them. And they're all, they kicked off a couple of weeks ago a new round of small groups in our church. Small groups are a place that are designed for people to gather around each other, to encourage you, to stir you, to build you up, to help you find freedom for your past so you can walk forward into what God has got for you tomorrow. I mean, it's just a place where you are gonna get encouraged and stirred up. And if you're not in a group, get in a group. Start saying yes to some positive relationships that are gonna actually take you towards where God is calling you to live. It's going to take a leap. It really is. It's gonna take a leap in your, in your world. But I wanna, I wanna encourage you, if you can take a leap in the area of relationships, you'll be amazed at the healing and the growth that God will bring, not just to your life, but to the lives of people around you. And you'll continue to grow and flourish into all He's got for you. Take a leap, church. Take a leap. Don't keep settling. Don't keep going around the boat. Take a leap and actually experience more that God has for you. There's... there's I wanna finish by saying that the the greatest relational leap you could ever take is the leap to say yes to a relationship with Jesus. The greatest relational leap you could ever take. I don't know where where you're from or what your story is, but some maybe you're in this room today and you have never before said yes and taken a leap to start a relationship with Jesus, to, to trust Him with your life to experience the forgiveness of your sins and the new life that He brings to you. Maybe you're here today and you're looking, you're searching, you're seeking. You've come into this place and gone, what the heck is this? And who are these weirdos? That's you, not me. I'm not weird. But there's something here you're going, there's something going on here, something different here. I wanna tell you, it's God. He loves you, He made you. Maybe you've made that leap before, but the reality is you've walked far away from Him. And it's time to make another leap and just connect that relationship back to Him. The truth is, friends, every one of you in this room, no matter who you are, what you've done, what your story is, God loves you, God made you. He made you with purpose and with destiny in mind. There is a call on your life. We all sin and we all mess up. We all fall short of God's standard for us. The Bible calls that sin. And our sin, it actually creates a relational divide between us and God. And God didn't like that picture. So He sent His Son Jesus to a cross to pay the price for our sin that creates the divide and to bridge the gap between us and God. When He died on that cross, He took upon Himself everything you and I would do for our sin and then He conquered death in the grave and brings you new life. You can receive that new life. You can be born again by the Spirit of God, have forgiveness for all your wrongs. You can have a new life in Him and a relationship with Him and walk into the plans He's got for you. And then on top of all that, you get this amazing promise of eternity in heaven with Him. God is preparing a place for you. This life is not the end of the story. God is a bigger picture that He is painting and you're a part of it. It's called eternity. And I would love to extend an invitation today to anyone in this room, if you're here and you've never taken the leap to follow Jesus, or maybe you have before, but you're far from Him today. I wanna say, take the leap today. I wanna invite everyone in this room to bow your heads and close your eyes just for one moment. I wanna say, if you're here today and you've never taken that leap or maybe you have before, but you're far from God today, 
I wanna invite you to pray a very simple prayer with me. This is your prayer, surrendering your life into the hands of God. I'm gonna pray it out loud. You don't have to pray it out loud. You can just pray it in your heart after me. But as you pray it, I want you to mean it with everything you've got. This is your prayer, not mine. Just say these words, say it in your heart as I say it out loud. Say, God, today, I surrender my life to You. I know I've sinned, I know I've messed up, but I do believe that Jesus, You died for me. So right now, I turn from my old ways and I turn to You. I ask You to forgive me of all of my sin. Come in, be the Lord of my life. Make me brand new today. I choose from this moment to live for You. In Jesus' Name, just with your eyes still closed and every head bowed, if you prayed that prayer this morning, I wanna say I am so ridiculously proud of you. I think this is the most amazing decision and prayer you could ever pray in your life. You've just taken a leap to say yes to Jesus and it's amazing. And I wanna invite you to do one more little thing, take one more little step and it's a step of faith. I wanna invite you right where you are, if you just said yes to Jesus, you prayed that prayer either for the first time or maybe you're getting right with God. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna count to three. And when I get to three, if you said yes, I want you to be super brave right where you are and I want you to put your hand up nice and high so I can see it. I'm not gonna stand you up or call you out, nothing like that. All I'll do is I will see your hand, I'll acknowledge you and you can put it straight back down. This is your step of faith. Are you ready on the count of three? If you prayed that prayer, you said yes to Jesus. One, two, Three, hands up nice and high right now saying, Steve, that's me. Yeah, my man, God bless you, brother. God bless you, God bless you. Down the back to my right, to my right over here by the door. Awesome, God bless you. Yes, to my left, to my left, up the front. Amazing, amazing. Anyone else saying yes on the mezzanine? Amazing. Yeah, right down the back, I see you too. That's incredible. Thank you so much. Awesome. If you put your hand up, you can put it back down right now. God, I thank you for every person that just took a leap to say yes to You. I know You don't disappoint, God, that You are gonna lead them into incredible paths of life and we bless them now. And God, I pray for all of us. Lord, empower us and give us the courage to take a leap in the areas You're calling us to leap into. We ask Your blessing on every person in Jesus' Name, Amen. Come on, church, put your hands together for those people that just said yes to Jesus. That's amazing. Absolutely incredible. Church, can we thank Steve for a brilliant word this morning? Powerful. I know that's been a challenge for me and I'm sure it has been for you as well. Hey, I just wanna say congratulations to every person who raised their hand just a moment ago. And also, if you didn't raise your hand, but you knew that that was you, you knew that that prayer was for you. We would love for you to do one more thing this morning. We're gonna take a moment to do this because we think it's incredibly important that we do so. On your seats, there is a Connect card. It's bright orange, you cannot miss it. We wanna encourage every person who lifted their hand or even if you didn't, but you wished you had or you knew that prayer was for you to take another step. This one might feel like a bit of a leap as well. Don't panic, we're not gonna turn up at your house. This won't become some kind of stalk. You're not gonna have to put in any boundaries with us, all right? (laughs) 
We just want to help you. We want to help you as you take steps towards God. It's really hard to do it on your own. We want to get alongside you. So on this form, there's a way, a place for you to write your name and a way for us to contact you. And then there's some boxes that you could tick. The second one down says, I'm committing or recommitting my life to Christ. Can I encourage you to tick that box? And in a few moments time, some buckets are gonna go by you. You can just pop this in the buckets and one of our team will get in touch with you this week. There are a number of other things that you could tick on that card as well as a way to connect with us and help you connect and take a step. Um, Steve mentioned the marriage, making marriage better. There is a team out in the foyer who would love to help you sign up to that course. There's some forms in there. So if you're feeling a bit overwhelmed by it and you're not quite sure, take the form, fill it in and pop it in one of our connect boxes that you see in both of our foyers. We would love to be able to help you with that. There's a couple of other things before we receive our giving that I wanna let you know about and to give you some time to fill in that connect card. The first thing is that next Sunday, we're gonna be baptising some people. It's one of my favourite Sundays is when we baptise people in the baptise people. And the reason is because we believe the greatest miracle and one of the best things we can celebrate is a life transformed, a life turned over and absolutely turned around for Jesus. And so as we gather together as a family, we love to be able to see people go through the waters of baptism. And maybe for you, going through baptism feels like a leap. Well, we're in a season of leaps. So can I encourage you that maybe, just maybe, next Sunday is your moment to take that leap. You can tick the box on the Connect card for that as well and pop it in the bucket as it goes by. A couple of dates I need you to remember. 